We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know about you guys, but a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I just have a really good feeling that I gotta throw some cash on it and make a big buck. Other times I bet my team because I know my team and, well, they're my team. Whether you've been betting for years or you're starting out, let my bookie be the best bet for you. I got a mobile site, plenty of sports to bet on, plenty of props, live bets, all kind of stuff, you guys. And we got the Super Bowl coming up. Plenty of stuff to bet on there. And if you enter the promo code CHAIR, we'll match your deposit dollar for dollar. So put 100 get 100 back. So go to mybookie.ag. You bet, you win, you get paid. All right, guys, welcome in. It's another Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host. Brought to you by Armchair Media. Take a seat. All right, guys, happy Monday to you. I'm heading to work, and it's I'm heading a little late. Uh, long story short, the hot water heater um, in my apartment went. So it hasn't been fun the last you know last few you know, twenty four hours. So we got it fixed, and I'm heading into work now, so I'm sure I get to deal with that now. Always a fun thing. And I just got cut up on Amazon Prime truck. Uh, thank God nothing bad happened there, because I really don't feel like dealing with insurance again, and I don't really, I would hate to see somebody's Amazon, uh, you know, stuff get delayed, because, well, you know, somebody, you know, was just in a hurry. Well, who knows, maybe they have a deadline to meet. Obviously, a lot's happened in the last, well, last 24 hours. But as for in the world of Pitt, you know, just a little bit's happened. Well, for one thing, Pitt lost to Syracuse, 69-61. Pitt started off slow. Their key player, Justin Champagny, uh, got in the foul trouble early, which is, he was the focal point of their, um, their game plan, if you write up on... Um, the game or one and close of course watched it I watched as much as I could but I just picked up some stuff I know I um you know Alan Saunders of Pittsburgh Sports Now had five takeaways and you know one of the things was you know the Champagne being in foul trouble as he was the focal point of their game plan and once he was out of foul trouble they were pretty much screwed on top of that Buddy Bayheim was a thorn in Pitt's side once again Pitt did recover, but in the end, they just couldn't get the, uh, well, they had one, re- there was a, a possession where they could have, you know, gotten the rebound, and, well, Syracuse player, you know, did a uh, nice little hockey shove, and, well, got the rebound, and nothing was called, 
but Pip battled back, and but in the end, they just couldn't get that last. They just needed one more possession and just couldn't get it. Sucks. But that's the thing is, Pitt, you know, fell behind early, and they just, you know, with this team, they can't afford to to do that. Especially not against Syracuse at the Dome, playing against a zone defense because you know the two-three zone is. Always been the bread and butter of Syracuse and it gives us fits. We haven't really been able to infiltrate the zone since, um, well, Jamie Dixon left. Jamie knew how to kill the zone. I think we'll get there. We just need the right personnel to do it with. We just haven't done it. Or maybe comes on to coaching as well. Who knows? But Pitt has Duke coming up tomorrow. And watching this team so far, they remind me a lot of the 2000-2001 Pitt team where they would just, you know, some games they would just barely lose. They would lose heartbreakers. And some games they would just come out of nowhere and just they would just turn your heads. And, of course, that year they finished 19-13 and 13 overall. I mean, they did lose a game against Duquesne. But... They also pulled off a big win against Georgetown that year, and Georgetown was undefeated at the time, and it featured the uh, the dunk by Boomche Boomche from Julius Page, where Julius uh, went you know, on a break. Julius went up over him, and Boomche, I think, was like seven foot seven one. Page was six two six three, and he dunked over him, and it was it wasn't just a you know it was like an in your face kind of dunk. And pretty much that set the tone for Pitt basketball for the next mm, up until. Up until Jamie Dixon left, because it just it set a new attitude that you know, hey, this is us, and we're we're here to compete in Big East, and these games aren't going to be gimmies anymore. As we saw, you know, because the next season, some people were were surprised, but we weren't. You know, they uh, came out, especially in the conference, the year before we got destroyed by Penn State. I think at least by ten or twenty. That's when they had that's when they had the Crispins. And, of course, one of them would transfer. But the next year, we played against uh, Jerry Dunn's Penn State team, and Pitt whipped them by, I think, almost 20 or 30 points. I think uh, Jerry Dunn was in, almost in tears, I think. That's how bad the game was. I mean, we Pitt literally did, killed them. They killed their pride. And Jerry Dunn was at the beginning of a zen at Penn State. And, of course, uh, we they took on Ohio State the next, the next game, and they destroyed Ohio State. And at the time, I remember we went to the uh, Big East uh, schedule. Boston College was like the world beater. They were they were one of the favorites to win the Big East that year, and Pitt beat them as well. I mean, they I mean, Pitt just came out of nowhere and surprised the hell of everybody. And before you know, it, we were back in the uh, I think I believe we won the Big East uh, sub conference that year. I think it was the Big East West. We won, and of course, we went to the Big East uh, tournament. And we, we took UConn overtime. Probably should have won that. UConn obviously disrespected us in that game as I believe it was Karan Butler in the interview and he referred us to us as Notre Dame. He got the team fucking wrong. Yep, dickheads. But that team could have, I felt, should have went deeper in the, in the, in the um, tournament than what they did. Unfortunately, we ran to Antonio Gates and Kent State and went to overtime and just ran out of gas. It sucked. 
that was a game we should have won. I don't know how we lost to Kent State. A Mac had been major, but that's just how things go sometimes. So I see a lot of this. Um, to the, I see a lot into this current team. I think in the, if they get to the ACC tournament, I think they will make some. They will make noise. They won't win it, but I think they will win some games. They won't be a one. You know, they, they'll they'll advance to their next bracket, but I think they may win more. And they'll leave us more. You know, with a preview what the, what to expect next season for them. So to not be surprised if they uh, start coming out of the gates the next year, beating the crap out of everybody. And excuse my turn signal and the clicking, but yeah, I'm trying to make a turn. But let's just hope and pray. Anyways, all right, we're good. Uh, Big East football released their schedule. Well, not Big East football. I'm trying. I'm talking about ACC. I'm still stuck in a Big East frame. Uh, Pitt football released their schedule. Um, Looking at it, they got out of conference. They got Miami of Ohio. They got Marshall, and actually, it's at Marshall. They got Richmond, the Richmond Spiders, and they got Notre Dame. Looking at that out of conference schedule on paper, Pitt should go at least three and one. Uh, I should not see two and two. I better not see a two and two. They should go three and one with that schedule. There's no excuse as to why they can't. Most of their defensive starters are back. Excuse me, I'm trying to change lanes. There's no excuses to why they can't go 3-1 in that schedule at least. The opportunity to go 4-0 exists because Notre Dame isn't all that great. But at the end of the day, it's Notre Dame. We have always a hard time with them, no matter what. So, 3-1, and of course we go in conference. In conference, well, let's see. There's no excuse as to why we can't go at least four and three. So we're looking at seven wins right now in regular season, and include the bowl game. We should get hopefully at least eight because I'm sure at seven five we'll get some sort of blowjob.com bowl game against uh, another MAC school or conference USA or Sun Belt or whatever. And there's no excuses to why we can't win that one. So overall, we're looking at eight, um, yeah, eight wins. Uh, could we win more? Could we go, not, you know, eight and, you know, eight and, um, let's see, nine and three overall? Sure. I can see it happening. Or eight and four, nine and four overall. And of course, you know, nine and three, ten and three. It's, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. They exist. But at the end of the day, it's freaking January, and we don't know anything until, uh, well, actually we'll know more until spring, to at least what we have. But, uh, you know, Mark Whipple really wanted um, Joey Yellen to come on, and I believe he's going to be eligible for this year. Because, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett struggles. Or we're just not seeing the production from Kenny by his senior year. Well, I mean, he produced a lot more. It's because we threw the ball a lot more. Well, at least we got somebody who's ready to step in. 
So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, the possibilities for more wins exist. But from but from making a bet, if the overall wins is like six, I'm taking the over because you know, pitch get more than six wins. If it's seven, I'm taking the over as well because well, yeah, I mean, pitch should win at least eight games. So, yeah, possibilities are endless. Let's just hope uh, they surprise us and win more. I mean, I mean, could we get could we go to ten and three and match what we did? You know, when we uh, you know we're runners up in the Big East and Dave lost that's you know finest year. Sure, a lot, a lot. I mean, a lot's there. A lot is definitely there. Now I did read something from John Rothstein about Rutgers being fifteen and five. Um, I'm sure Brandon Knight is probably gonna. He may, you know, be. I'm not sure how much of this is uh, the credit to Brandon, but maybe he uh, is a discussion. If Rutgers keeps this up, maybe he gets a discussion for a, a head coaching job. And of course, people will say, "Well, you know, this proves that we should hire Brandon." You know, back when you know Jamie left. You know, it doesn't really matter. I don't think Brandon was really ready to be a head coach at that time. Although, he wouldn't have been any uh, worse than Kevin Stollings. But as you saw what, what guys like Marcus Carr and Parker Stewart are doing, even Bryce Golden, Aaron Thompson, some of the guys that you know, Stollings recruited, who knows what we would have had. But as we saw what happened with that, you know, with the uh, players that Jamie left him, it was disastrous. I mean, he had you know artists and young, and those were guys, those were NBA caliber players. I mean, people say that uh, you know Jamie did leave Stallings a, a lottery draft pick and Cam Johnson, but we didn't know Cam Johnson was going to be a draft pick until he left North Carolina. He wasn't he wasn't a lottery even close to being a lottery pick when he was at Pitt. And if he would have stayed at Pitt, I doubt he even becomes a lottery pick. He went to North Carolina, played against better talent, practiced against better talent, game in and game out, day in and day out. And he obviously realized his potential then. But I'm sure Brandon, you know, if he keeps up, he may end up getting a pet coaching job. And who knows? Maybe he comes back. If he's not paid enough, as we've all seen this before, maybe he will come back to Pitt. And he will, uh, you know, you know, be the head coach and come home. You know, the, the Pittsburgh guy. Uh, Super Bowl is coming up, and of course, you know, I was hoping to tweet the anticipation about the Super Bowl yesterday, but it was overridden by well, the news that we all heard about. Uh, it was the news that rocked the world and. And there's people that are still reeling, reeling from this. I mean, NBA players, obviously. NBA fans, because there's a lot of passionate fans. Or just people in general that know, that grew up watching uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, Kobe, obviously, when he started um, in the NBA, I, I believe I was still in high school. I graduated in 97. I think Kobe's first year, you know, he, he got in in 96, I think. 96, 97, maybe. He was just coming in. He was a, he was still a teenager. I mean, I mean when Brandy was still talking about Kobe, you know the, the singer. 
I remember the time. That's when, you know, that's when the whole, you know, that was that era. I mean, late 90s. You had all that. And I remember he came to the league, I mean, just out of high school. And we saw big things from him. And, of course, they, they, they get Shaq at the same time. And then, boom, with Phil Jackson, they wrote off three straight NBA titles. I mean, I, I, I hate the guy because, well, Larry Bird became a head coach, and he was doing pretty well in Indiana, and I, I would have loved to see Indiana win a title for once. And, of course, well, they had to face the Lakers, and it just didn't work out. I mean, the closest the Pacers got to a title, I would say, was probably Bird's second year. Or maybe first year was it? And they fell short against the Bulls, which was which was which would be uh, Jordan's uh, last year. They came very close to winning that, and took the Bulls to the uh, to, to the end. But um, then the next season, they um, they had a really co- championship caliber team, and they choked against the Knicks. And then they had then their fun, last gasp, which was Bird's final year. They had the um, you know the, the Lakers, and well. There was that. The marriage between Kobe and Shaq would eventually end. Uh, Kobe would win a few more titles, I believe. I mean, um, but, you know, he always gave us a reason to hate him. And the guy was just damn good. I mean, he was a hell of a player to watch. And to, I mean, towards the end of his career, he was always hurt. And he closed out with a 60-point performance against the Jazz, I believe. I mean, the guy, he was a hell of a player. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a shame. I mean, uh, I, you know, I woke up the night, that, that day hoping to tweet about the Super Bowl, and here I'm seeing the tweets about RIP Kobe, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm reading the teams. He's reporting that um, he died in a plane crash, and, or a helicopter crash, I should say. Correction. And with, with teams, he releases stuff like this. You always have to wait till eight thousand sources have to confirm because you never know if they're if they're lying or not, or if they're just getting unconfirmed sources. And well, I mean, once the uh, the sheriff's office confirmed it, and I guess that's what pissed a lot of people off. Is you know, TMZ had the uh, the story before that, you know, and it was able to break it before the the family members had um knew, had the news. They had the news yet, and it's already been reported. And on top of that, you had other stuff happening where they said all of Kobe's daughters were on the plane. It really was just one of them, and it was Kobe and a bunch of other passengers that had you know that had kids with them as well. Overall, I mean, it was you know it was tragic, and they probably should cancel the games because these guys were in the right frame of, frame of mind to play. You know, they were very emotional. I mean, it's it's you know. And you saw it. I mean, these guys weren't—they you know, they just weren't right, right from in mind. And of course, if Kobe really wanted them to play, they would have. You know, I mean, he would have wanted them to play. And that's what they did. And, but at the end of the day, it just sucks. And of course, you, you know, it's a, just a tragic loss, and it just reminds you how you know how how short your life can be. I mean. Um, I know you guys know all about this. I'm sure you've lost, you know, parents, 
family members, friends, something too soon. And you realize that, you know, your time on this planet isn't as long as you thought you had it. I mean, you can be very healthy. I mean, look at, I mean, look at Maggie Dixon, Jamie Dixon's uh, sister. I mean, she was very healthy, very young. She had a heart condition. Boom. That, it was it. I mean, she didn't know about, she didn't know about it. Or you get a loved one who's hit with, you know, a a life-ending disease and, you know, like, like, you're my best friend. I mean, he got hit with it. Next thing you know, he was, you know, he got hit with it early, you know, 2019 and then months later he was gone. Yeah, I mean, it just shows you how, you know, the the time on this, you know, it's precious. I mean, you don't have a lot of it as you thought you did and. Well, you just got to let, you know, you know, live each day to the fullest because that's what, you know, we always hear this all the time when, when death is, when death happens. Live each day, each day, but day, but a fullest. Don't let stuff get the, because uh, then it's all bullshit. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's all bullshit. So that's all I can really say about all that, I mean, I'm sure, because, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys have all read the, uh, all read the tweets about, you know, about life advice and whatnot, and so I'm not going to, you know, recycle all of it, although I just pretty much did, but, yeah, I mean, just bring about all the, all the tributes, I mean, James Conner supposedly was talking to the guy, but, you know, they were publishing their books, yeah, I mean, it's, it's terrible, and just uh, you, you know, you be, all the memories have come up. You know, from we've all watched them, and and of course, some people are um, using it now to push a certain agenda about it. I mean, because of Kobe's past. I mean, there was a Kobe. I guess he said, uh, you know, he had a, you know, he has he had, he was you know accused of rape, and the charges were dismissed. And people were saying, well, don't forget the guy was a rapist. Well, his charges were dismissed. I mean, he settled on a court. And I'm not, saying, you know, I'm not saying he did or didn't do it. But at the same time, this is the same reason why when people mention Ben Roethlisberger, he gets the same energy from people. So, this, I mean, it's funny because the same people that are exuding the same energy towards Kobe get pissed off when Ben Roethlisberger gets mentioned about his his past well you know again I can't understand why to bring up Ben's past again well here's the thing if you're going to bring up Kobe's past they're going to bring up Ben's past that's just how it is you know it's going to it's going to be kept it's going to be kept consistent so I mean you know if you're going to bring up Kobe's past, don't get pissed off if they bring up Ben's past or whoever's past. You know, Ben settled, I mean, Ben and his both of them, he, had, he settled suits. I mean, the one, the one he settled out of court, I mean, Kobe eventually had to sell his out. I mean, Kobe mentioned that, um, you know, he says, you know, they had you know stuff, they had an encounter, but he claims that, um, you know, the assault actually didn't take place. You know, I don't know. But anyways, moving on. 
but you know these people that are exuding this energy I mean they didn't care about it until it happened you know, until this happens and then you got the people who say well don't forget you know um, well you guys are more than Kobe so and so's you know so and so died and yet you know, the guy I guess the, this, I mean the people that died died last week but he waits till uh, Kobe's death to uh, do this yeah it's just all you know I don't know they did the same stuff when Prince died as well you know It's just you always get the you always get the, the morality police no matter what they always come from and they all come from all shapes and sizes you know political views and whatnot oh no I mean Kobe's memory is gonna live on mainly because well because of the people you see playing against you know they're playing now Kobe was obviously influenced in their lives when they played and on top of that they're always going to be in the discussion with Kobe was this guy better than Kobe how would Co- how would Kobe's uh, how would Kobe's Lakers teams play against uh, you know match up against these against these teams the guy's all his memory's going to live on because he's always going to be in the discussion no matter whether it's a player or a certain uh, dynasty or whatnot. so the guy's going to always live on no matter what He's gonna live on through the through the players, and just through the discussions that you're gonna have with other NBA fans, with comparisons. The guy isn't gonna go anywhere. It just it just sucks that you know him and his daughter, who they complete you know a bond with, they're they're done, they're gone. So I'll end it here, guys. I'll let you have the rest of your week back. We'll talk Super Bowl later this week. More pit hoops. How to pitch you guys. Talk to you later.